Hi everybody, welcome to another episode of Side by Side Dirt. Your host, that's me, Sheldon. Last week we talked about the history of side by sides and rhinos. We also talked about the godfather of the customization of side by sides, SDR. We also talked about the land that you and I ride on every day that's being taken from us by the government. We also gave you three safety key points of a side by side, which are seats, harness, and roll cage. And I'm super pumped about this week and this episode because of Orange Crush. Last week when we were talking about rhinos and the customization, we never got into the racing aspect. And I think that this company needs to be mentioned about how the reinvented the wheel so let's talk about a company named Magnum Off-Road Magnum Off-Road to me I feel deserves the credit of being the godfather of the racing industry especially in the rhinos you know and still to this day they build short course they build side-by-sides that run the Baja 1000 and the Best in the Desert series. And they still build killer personal, everyday side-by-sides for you. So let's get back to why this episode is about Orange Crush. Now, Orange Crush, to me, is one of my personal favorites. And I'll tell you the reason why. Orange Crush was this long-traveled, bright orange rhino. And on the side of it, it had this Apache helicopter on it. And if anybody knows what Apache helicopter is, it definitely means don't mess with me because you're going to lose. And that's what Orange Crush was to me. You know, your first impressions of Orange Crush was like, they basically chopped the hood in half, glued it all back together to fit the width of the long travel. This car slash side-by-side had big lights that you'd see in a trophy truck. It had two rear tires sitting exactly what you'd see running down in the Baja 1000, which would be a trophy truck. To me, it was the start of the pre-runner, start of the Baja look. And that's why I think that Orange Crush is still an iconic side-by-side to this day. So if you ever remember or ever seen this, check it out. It's called Magnum Off-Road, Orange Crush. It had a Can-Am 800 Rotax motor in it. That was never really heard of. It was just outright a badass side-by-side. It just was. It was badass built. 
It gave you room that you weren't touching shoulders. It, the whole build itself was a, was an amazing build. You know, with the long travel, with the 12 inches of wheel travel, now we're at 20 inches. Like that's almost tw 10 years ago that Orange Crush was built. And Magnum has built many side-by-sides since then. Some top contenders. They have a really cool best in the desert, Baja side-by-side. -side. You know, they built it all from scratch. And that is a cool looking unit. And my hats go off to Magnum Off-Road for producing something like that. Back in the day, they created UTV Underground Rhino called the Fat Rod. And if anybody remembers the Fat Rod, the Fat Rod was cool. It was a five-seater, three bucket seats in the back, two bucket seats in the front. It was wide looking, represented hot rod industry. It was flat black with Von Dodge pinstriping on it. It was a cool looking side-by-side -side, and it was definitely a, a cool looking Rhino. And one of the coolest features on it, when I remember, was the fat rod had the roof, it came up on top. Like, kind of like an emergency hatch. It was cool. I actually seen it for sale a few years ago. I can't remember if UTV Underground was selling or if I seen it on Craigslist. And uh, if I had the money, I was thinking about buying it. Just to have an iconic side-by-side. -side. Just like some people collect fast cars and old cars and bikes and dirt bikes and every kind of thing underneath the sun. I'm kind of the same way about side-by-sides. And I'm still very passionate about the Rhino. I still have two. I got a race Rhino. I had a four-seater Rhino that I turned into actually a, a two-seater kind of pre-runner looking thing. Um, you know, plus Magnum also built a John Deere Gator. Well, if anybody knew who John Deere is, John Deere is a manufacturing of combines and tractors. You know, they, they took a gator that you see on a farm every day and transferred it into a short course race car. Like, Magnum back in the day, 10 years ago, was on top of the game and they were reinventing the wheel and they were very in-depth with the side-by-side -side industry. And, you know, a lot of people don't realize the history of the side-by-side. -side. All, they, all they realize is that's old school and, and now you got XP1000s and you got Can-Am X3s and you got the new Textron XX. Like, who cares about the Rhino? But people don't realize that sometimes we need to go back to our roots and... Especially a guy like me that's a side-by-side -side enthusiast. I, hands down, I'm still a Rhino fan. I know when the YXZ came out, 
I wasn't impressed about the YXZ. I was impressed about the shifting and the, all that kind of stuff. And they later on eventually made it into a paddle shifting. But I felt that Yamaha failed on the looks. You know? Um, Blastcraft came out with a cool fiberglass body for the YXZ that kind of changed it, looked it, made it look way better than what the factory plastic's in. And I think that Yamaha failed because not because of the motor and the shifting and stuff and some people will argue that they didn't like shifting and you know i think it i think it was a cool factor if you're looking at wow and they reinvented the wheel they definitely came out with a shifter you could shift gears bang gears you know but they failed on the looks but if you go back to banging gears you go back eight ten years ago they were banging gears with Yamaha R1 motors, with Hibusas in them, with CBR1000 Hondas in them, you know, with Jigsers 1000s, they were banging gears out through them. They were two-wheel drive, but man, they were super fast and incredible. They not necessarily always held up the best way, but Yamaha at least did try to do something different. And unfortunately they failed on the looks and I'm a still a big fan of what what we call retro I guess now what you would call is the retro side-by-side the Rhino um, and I think people like SDR and and Magnum off-road don't get a lot of credit because these guys made the side-by-side industry what it is and they still do to this day. They still make it what it is to today. They're still top contenders in a, in a lot of aspects. And they still build a lot of side-by-sides to this day. Um, let's take it back in 2014 when I when I went to my first sand show. And I know the sand show has been going on for, I can't remember, a lot of years. <laughs> and... It was even crazy to see the side-by-sides then. I remember the first XP1000 that I seen was Christina that SDR built the loom body. Like you only seen that stuff on, guess what? You only seen that on sand cars, sand buggies, stuff like that. That's that's all you ever seen that on. You know, in the year after SDR built a, a carbon fiber lookalike Chevy pickup. You know, it, that was, that was cool. That's, that's, you know, and now you got guys that are building XP1000s and Can-Am X3s with Ford Raptor bodies on them, you know, like it, it's crazy how SDR started it. And it's even more crazier that Magnum Off-Road started building short course side-by-sides and it's it's led to what we've seen today in suspension wise looked wise everything and it's crazy how a lot of the off-road industry was built in southern california facebook is from there there's um quicksilver is from what i know is from California a lot of the stuff that you wear the way you look was born in California 
and especially Southern California. You know, and that's what I see. If you ever got a chance to go to the sand show and never been, make it a bucket list thing. Go to it. It will open your eyes up to new products and new builds and companies spend months preparing for the sand show. So do manufacturers. New companies come out of the woodwork at the sand show. And that's why I say the sand show is one of the most important off-road expos there is. It's hands down is one of the best off-road experiences you will get is going to the sand show and seeing all those people and the Southern California way of life. You know, they've always, for years, they've been ripping through the desert and the dunes and, and it's just been a way of life for them. And I think that's why I'm so intrigued about Southern California and the off-road industries because of people like that. And that's the power of the internet. I know the power of the internet has its lot of its bad things, but it gives us information and lets us check out forms and it helps us do a lot of things. It's the same thing with YouTube. I know a lot of people that say, hey, if you can't figure it out, look on YouTube. Usually YouTube's got it. And that's what I'm saying is it's, it's a crazy industry and it's, and that's what I'm, I am saying is that when I went to the sand show and my experience down there and the people that I met, it was kind of like a drug to me. Once I got hooked on it, it was pretty hard for me to really think about anything else. And that was five years ago. And then I've always, every year I look up and I wait for the sand show because I can't hardly wait for something new and what's going to be the new build and what's going to be the new theme this year. And the new theme this year was a lot of X3s coming out. A lot of X3s coming out. Um, Proline Wraps, killing it again with his Turbo S, 4C. You know, Andrew is very creative he's taken a wrap an idea actually from airbrushing painting it by hand and all that and creating it on a a piece of vinyl and he's created images on there that most people can't even paint or even paint anymore you know and that's what i'm saying they've taken uh proline has taken graphics to a whole different level so is wolf designs two big competitors in in the rap industry and there's more coming out there's i can't even name on my hand how many competitors there is now in the vinyl industry but these companies like sdr magnum off-road and proline raps and wolf they've created this industry this custom industry also and a racing industry and trying to be different industry you know I remember I was super impressed with um, Assault this year. Um, I'm a big fan of Assault and everything that they stand for. And I really thought that they they hit a home run this year. They went back to five years ago when they were at the Sand Show with their first builds, which they were teamed up at the time with Magnum Off-Road. Now they've moved on to different people. 
Um, and they took their traditional wraps that they did over five years ago and just made them more modern, changed them up, made them look different. And that's, that's what the side-by-side industry is all about, is being different and making your own statement. And I think we owe a lot of that to Southern California. Um, like I said, there is there is nothing like anything in the world, I think. And especially me being 2,200 miles away. I look forward to the Sancho. I look forward to their opening weekend, the Halloween. Glamis. The photos that come out of there, the Instagramming, the, the Facebooking, and all the different people and seeing people... You know that would never really get in a side by side now love side by side and they do it as a family ordeal and kids running around with razor 170s you know that's going to be the generation of the side by side industry is those children running around in 170s they grow up to be in 570s they grow up to be in 900s they grow up to be in 1000s you know and 10 years from now who knows we might be running electric vehicles with 30 inches of travel we don't know Um, But one thing that I know is that being a gearhead, gasoline runs through my body. And uh, I will definitely, I don't have anything wrong with electric vehicles. I'm definitely not on the bandwagon of electric vehicles. I think that everything has their purpose. But I'm deep down, I love the smell of gasoline. It runs through my veins. And it probably will to the day I die. And... The side-by-side industry, I feel, is, is going to keep growing. I have friends of mine that say, oh, side-by-sides are, are a fad and they'll eventually fade out. And then, yeah, just like trikes did. They were a fad and they faded out. But it wasn't because I feel it's because it was trike. It's because they were very unsafe. But now I see people on the, on the internet that are trying to create trikes and do different things like that and they're trying to bring back that old school mentality you got companies like um method that are bringing back old school wheels and old school look from the 80s and 90s you know and putting them on side by side you see side by sides pretty much a standard tire now is 32 i seen was it icon suspension they had a can mx3 four seater on there with 35s if i remember correctly you know, but once again, that's that's the sand show. That the sand show shows you the the new trend for for the years to come. And I have never spent the last five years ever since I've gotten into the sand show actually saying that there isn't anything that I don't like, and it's not changing the wheel, and it's not reinventing the wheel or or changing. I, I think it's getting better and better every year. You know, I was very impressed with uh, speed. You know, Robbie Gordon's Textron Double X. He was building him on the spot, and there were I seen pictures of sold stickers all over him. You know, and I told everybody years ago that why are manufacturers and why are not builders? Doing this stuff with the Sancho. You know, like how cool is that to see a, a stock side by side start stock and then go to being custom built? Like, 
that is the coolest thing. And my hat's off to Robbie Gordon for doing that. I think that is a game changer, especially at the Sancho. I think that it was it was an awesome idea and and I think more people need to suit and need more people need to do it. And I hope next year that somebody comes up with something else. You know, I was super impressed also with Glasscraft and that uh, I think it was a Turbo S. It was an XP 1000, I know that. Um, they built that black and gold one. That was very impressive this year. It was clean, it was racy, it was pre-runnerish, it was just downright badass car. It was badass, it was awesome, you know? And there's a lot of new companies that have been building trophy trucks and and high priced dollar vehicles that are getting into building side by sides now because they know the industry is growing and it's it's not gonna die because of people like you and people like me. We buy their products, we run their products, we tell people about their products and their companies, you know, and we get to show people different things. And that's why I'm such a side-by-side -side enthusiast is because of that reason. And because Southern California is the heart of it all. If we didn't have Southern California in the heart of off-road, I don't think the off-road industry would ever be that way. Um, I see more companies coming out of Arizona that are, that are building some cool vehicles, LSR, you know, that's one of your top names, uh, TMW. Like, there's a lot of companies coming out of Arizona that are starting to come into the sand show. And I think I was there one of the first years when some of the first Arizona crew were coming there. They were in, I forget if, if it was called Hangar 24 or something. And there was just a small nymph of these guys in there. And... You know, I heard a lot of my friends talking about they were very impressed about how the people from Arizona stepped up this year and they were stepping out of their box and they were, you know, kind of showing to California like, hey, Arizona is here to play. You know, we can also be the one that reinvents the wheel too. But deep down inside, everything has always been invented, I find, in Southern California. And... I think that SoCal is, is a great place. And I met a lot of nice people down there and people that share a lot of the same views as I do about the side-by-side -side industry. And I'm still friends with them after five years. I talk to them on the phone on a regular basis. And they're always trying to help me get better what I do. And I... I appreciate that. You know, there's not a lot of industries growing up. I know when I was building custom cars for years and, and working on cars, you were learning on your own. There wasn't a lot of help there, you know? And when I got into the off-road industry and really started to push it and really, and go hard at it, there was a lot of people from California that helped me get a start and show me the ropes. And I said, I. I you guys have been doing this stuff for 20 years. And I said, I've just begun. And I've learned a lot over the years. But it all boils down to rhinos. For motorcycle motors, 
to running long travel. We all use these things today on all of different models and manufacturers. Back then they were running boxed A-arms on Rhinos. We still run those today. The only difference between a Rhino, I feel a Rhino and an XP1000 is suspension wise. But a lot of the basics are all the same. We still to this day, we build pre-runners. That's what Orange Crush was, was a pre-runner. It was built to run the desert. It was built to run the Baja. We do that to this day. We build units around all companies like Magnum Off-Road. In a way, we all copy them, but at our own style. And I've seen some pretty crazy units come out of people's garages. And I don't think a lot of people understand and, and give the hats off to people like that to build out of their garages. You know, these guys spend months building these side-by-sides in their garages. And they usually use a jigsaw and a welder to cut their material and weld it together. A lot of these big name shops, they have laser cutters and and water jets and plasma cutters at their fingertips. But you gotta give your hats off to guys that build in their garages. There's a lot of good builders in their garages and they build some pretty crazy units and some very competitive stuff. And my hat's off to people like that. You know, one guy that I know um, not well, but I know of him, Jesse Cage, he built his Yamaha YXZ in his garage. And man, if you ever seen that, check it out. Jesse Cage racing, awesome YXZ. Like he really hands down did really good job in his garage on a budget. I call it a beer budget and competing against guys that are basically being sponsored by other manufacturers like Polaris and Can-Am, you know, um, it, it's just, it's a, it's a crazy industry and I, and I hope that we never see it go away at all. And I, but the biggest thing that I, I tell people is we need to get the youth and our kids into it. No matter if it's a boy or a girl, get them out there riding. Get them out there used to these side-by-sides because a side-by-side is no different than driving an automobile on the road. And you're starting to see other states and other countries allowing side-by-sides on the road because people are starting to understand that the culture's there and the money is there and the people are spending money on this family-orientated industry and I just think that we all need to stick together and we need to grow the industry and you need to start standing behind it and letting people know these parts are good these parts are not this company's great this company's not because we need to build a good industry the off-road industry was started, I feel, in the Volkswagen Bugs. Is Where was that started again? In California. Driving across the desert in a Volkswagen Bug. Like, I think a Bug had like 30, 40 horsepower. You know, you got side-by-sides now that are pushing 182 stock. 
You got some that are ranging up to 400 horsepower. You know? And that's what I'm saying. is That's what the industry is all about is reinventing. And that's why I wanted to bring you a little bit of the history 10 years ago with Orange Crush. Because everything has leaded up from companies like Magnum Off-Road. And um, it's an amazing an adventure. And I hope that the Jeep guys and I hope that the dirt bike guys and I hope the ATV guys realize that the side-by-side industry is here to stay and it's not a fad. And, and our government to realize they're, this is an industry that will never end and we got to try to enforce it so that it doesn't end. Because there is nothing better than getting in a side-by-side and just going and going and going until the gas runs out and taking your jerry can and filling it back up and going, you know, and another month or so, that's when Glamis is going to open up. That's when the big dunes are going to happen. Like, and it's just, it's undescribable how I'm very passionate about the side-by-side industry and I know that there's thousands of other people that are out there like that and with this podcast I, I want to hear your guys' comments and I, I want to hear your, what your guys' thoughts on it and how I can make the podcast better how I can answer your questions maybe you guys can be part of Side by Side Dirt start hashtagging Side by Side Dirt start Instagramming and Facebooking it Let's grow side by side dirt because this podcast is not about selling products or or paying me to say this company's better and this part's better. No, this is what I feel is the raw truth about companies. And I want to hear what you guys have to say about other companies and how they've treated you and how they've not and how their products have worked for you and how they've not. Because we need to educate people on what works and what doesn't. Because every industry has always had a part that looks good but doesn't work good. But you and me can change that. We can let make info for people and information for people that can make the right, cho- right choice the first time and not spend thousands of dollars like me and other people that have run parts and they have failed. So, I'm going to leave this podcast at, we thank you, Southern California, for what you did from the off-road industry. We thank the Sand Show for bringing everything that we see today to us, and I just think you need to give them a pat on the back for that. And I know that there's other companies that I'm missing that help innovate the wheel. Um, I just can't remember off the top of my hand. But I know I can't even count how many manufacturers are out there building parts. And I can't wait to see the future of maybe Honda bringing out something to compete with 
text three and all that. And the Polaris RS1, I think is, is a cool unit. Hands down, it's going to be one of the best short course side by side there is. Weight ratio, it's faster than the XP1000 because you don't have that extra seat. But it's still not a side by side because side by side was invented for you to take your family and your friends and your wife and your kids and your dog. Where the RS1 is just pure race. And it's for somebody that wants to ride by themselves because nobody else wants to ride with them. That's why the RS1 was built. And I think the RS1 has its place. Just like I think the Can MX3 has its place. Just like the Textron XX has its place. Just like the Yamaha YXZ has its place. Just like the new rumors of the Honda Talent coming out. It's going to have its place. Just like the electric side-by-side. It's all going to have its place. And it's consumers like me and you, we will decide where the industry goes and how far it's going to go. And our kids are going to decide where it goes. So we have seven days to the next episode of Side by Side Dirt. And I want you guys to, you can email me at sidebysidedirt.com at gmail.com you can instagram me at side by side dirt you can voice your opinion on this podcast let me know what your thoughts are and let's let's make an evolution of the side by side industry and let me know if you want to talk on here if we can strike up a conversation and make like people like you listen to it let's do it let me know how we can do it so this is Sheldon signing off for side by side dirt and I like to say again thank you to Southern California SoCal for giving me experience that I've never had before <laughs>